You're listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Whether you're a big-hearted creative or an aspiring entrepreneur, let's take action on your dreams. Reconnecting you with your why and giving you the how. I'm here to dish out actionable mindset tips and fun industry secrets to help you blow up your biz. From eye-opening reality checks to motivational gold, no two episodes are ever the same. So tune in weekly, skip the FOMO, and let's dive into the deep together. Hey, hey, welcome back. Today, I'm talking with Cassidy Lin, which is a Michigan wedding photographer. She's also the host of a podcast called Oh Shoot for Wedding Photographers. And uh, to be honest, she's grown a big social media following and we talked to her today about social media. Now, I know I'm always talking about social media on the podcast and everything, but um, I think it's really valuable and we spend so much time on it and we use it for our business and there's so many mysteries and, and, and everyone approaches it completely different as well. So I think it's really interesting to get lots of different perspectives. Hey, today, just to let you know where I'm at, Today is Saturday morning for me, and um, I'm just about to start recording, I think, the seventh module for the brand new six-figure business map, which has been insane, absolutely insane. And we're getting ready for our launch, which is called the Wedding Photography 2.0. And it's a big event, to, um, a big online event to celebrate our community and to shake up the industry. So, you know, I've seen in the wedding photography industry, um, I've seen the biggest shifts lately you know, compared to decades before and um, things are completely changing up and so many people are out innovating other people and so many people are getting left behind. So I wanted to create a workshop to help everybody innovate and become the next generation photographers. So I'm really excited because we are building out this new course and um, I don't know, just reflecting on all the content that we're creating. Honestly, one of the reasons why, and everyone keeps asking me, like, why are you re-recording the course? Like, it gets so many results for so many people. But for me, I'm, I never settle and I always want to take things to another level. And I recorded this course, the original business map, two years ago. And since then, it may not sound like a long time, but the landscape really has changed. Things have changed. And also, I've actually personally have mentored thousands of wedding photographers since then, right? Ranging from doing free mentoring sessions for people and ranging all the way up to, you know, twenty to thirty to forty thousand dollar mentoring sessions for the bigger educators and and the bigger wedding photographers in our space. And throughout all of that, I've learned what gets people results really fast. And that's how I've been able to like grow my business and everything. And um I wanted to make sure that my course was right now insanely relevant. I know there's so many courses that are sort of out there. A lot of them are probably not as relevant as what this is going to be because it's stuff like even just yesterday, I was like rewriting some stuff because I'm like, oh my God, like this has just changed and and Facebook ads have just changed and this and this and that and that. And so I'm sort of, I get a little bit obsessed with things and I'm just making sure that um, it's got a lot less fluff, a lot less videos so you can get your results quicker. Now, one thing is I know some people boast that's like, oh, my course has got 140 videos an hour each. So that's 140 hours for you to watch. But really the more videos means it's less valuable, believe it or not. Like if I could get your results in 15 minutes, 
then it's going to be worth a lot more money, right? Because instead of spending 140 hours to get the same results or spending years, you know, making all the mistakes because you don't want to sign up to something compared to 15 minutes. And I'm not saying going to get results in 15 minutes, but I'm just saying the concept is like, how can you squeeze it down? So then that way it's just like actionable things, actionable mindset shifts, actionable strategies, actionable, all the things to get your results fast. So that's really fun. We've created a whole new set. We are rebranding everything. I've uh, created a whole new workbook. We're launching two new websites. So one for the business map and one for my actual website, jialong.co. The course has got 69 new videos, nine modules, and we're making a documentary as well. So the documentary is following around one of the sailors inside the business map, and I'm helping her um, book a destination wedding. And we're going to release, I'm going to New Zealand this week, and we're going to release that at this launch. So pretty crazy that we're doing all of this. And some of my team are actually working seven days a week right now. So unfortunately for them, like I would hate to work for me because, you know, I'm always unrealistic and I take unrealistic actions and I expect the same from everybody else. So if they're listening to this, I'm sorry, I really am. But nothing great comes from doing nothing. And I think right now, like we're pushing and uh, we're innovating and we're changing things. And I'm really excited about hitting a new level. And as most of you guys know, um, I decided to go full time as a wedding photography coach about four months ago. Yeah, about four months ago. And um, yeah, I'm turning everything on its head. Like I'm just going, I'm doubling down on everything. I'm redoing our courses. I've got some exciting projects on the go. There's some big things happening. And this is what happens when you can go full time into something. And I know a lot of people, they always say like, oh, I want to learn wedding photography from a full-time wedding photographer. But the thing is, business doesn't change. And I've done wedding photography for 10 years and I know it. And so for me, I'm not the hero of the story like you are. And that's why it's important for me to make sure that um, I'm the coach on the side that gets you the results, right? That I can spend more time creating resources that's going to leapfrog you in front of everybody else. So you are one of the new generation photographers that's out innovating everybody else. I'm excited about it. And I know you are as well because my DMs have been blowing up lately. Now, let's get into today's podcast episode. I just wanted to fill you in because, you know, I'm just really excited and there's so many things going on. And, um, you know, when you're just like working, working and hustling and you it's Saturday morning for me right now, but I was here, you know, late last night, Friday night, and I've been here seven days a week for, I would say almost like uh, two and a half months, except I did get COVID. So I had to go and lock myself up in my house for a week, but that was no different. I was still working throughout that. So trust me when I say, when we finally open up the doors, the six-figure business map on the 31st of May, and we finally launch everything and we do this big event, I'm definitely going to take a couple of days off. Okay. Trust me when I say that. Like I definitely want to take a couple of days off, reset, read a couple of books, drink some tea, chill out, and then I'm going to go guns blazing straight into the next project because I've got some really cool stuff in the works. We've got an amazing roadmap. So let's get into today's podcast episode. Don't forget, if you do want to join that our launch and our workshop and, and see what the big spectacle is, then um, the link is below in the show notes. So just click on that and you'll be able to sign up and I'm going to give you a bonus. Also, if you want to leave a review for the podcast, please do. I read, I'm literally reading them right now. I'm looking at them right now. Um, I read them every single morning. I always walk in, I check the stats of the podcast and I click on it just to see if there's any new podcast episode reviews. And um, it's been a few this month, actually. So please do, because it makes my day and it means that I know who's listening and, and what's going on and how it's helped you as well. And I really do appreciate it. So let's get into today's episode. Okay, we're back. I'm actually 
randomly sitting on my bed because I've had COVID all week. So I've just been sitting at home, which kind of sucks. But I got Cassidy here to cheer me up and bring some bring some knowledge and help me with my social media strategy. So hey, how are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Yes, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good episode. It's gonna be really good. I think. What I like about this episode is we both don't know what it's about, but we know it's going to be about social media. And I think social media is, it's like a deep hole, isn't it? Because you can think about it with client experience. You can think about it with marketing, with better serving our clients, with sales. There's so many like aspects around it, so many platforms. So it is a huge one. Yeah. Yes, it definitely is. And it, it serves your clients in so many different ways too. Like social media isn't just like, booking, it's literally giving people a whole experience. And it's not just Mm. Instagram either. Because I know sometimes like we can get caught up in just Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. But there's so many other things that you know involve social media, you know, like those niche apps that some people don't talk about. So yeah, there's there's lots to dive into. I'm excited. Hey, do you want to just uh introduce yourself for us? Yes, I can do that. So Hi, I'm Cassidy. I am a full-time wedding photographer and I dabble in photography education. I have a podcast. It's called Oh Shoot. A little bit more on the entertaining side, but also educational as well. So that's me. I'm based in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is in the US, not in Australia. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you can tell by the way that I talk that I'm not from Australia. But yeah, that's basically me in a nutshell. That's cool. I'm from Australia. <laughs> cool. Awesome. <laughs> you know, most of my listeners are in the US though. Oh, are they really? Okay. I think 80%. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well then, hello, US. Hello. There we are. I think everyone's actually in Alaska. There's only three listeners. So it's just like Gary in Alaska, basically. <laughs> <laughs> We're making it for him. So tell me about social media. Like, What aren't we doing enough of or what Missed opportunities are there right now uh, when it comes to us as creative entrepreneurs using social media, maybe sort of the same as everybody else, or maybe we're sort of just trying the same strategies as everybody else, but there's there could be like a pool of things that we haven't even thought about. Yeah. Oh gosh. A few things come to my head. You know, like I was saying earlier, everyone talks about Instagram all the time, but I really feel like the other opportunities are off of Instagram because it's like at this point, what are people doing on Instagram that's unique? Like, I can't think of anything. Nothing really that I do on Instagram is really all that unique. So I think a lot of the opportunities are actually off of Instagram, surprisingly. So a good market and a lot of wedding clients find me on TikTok. And I think wedding photographers, photographers in general are a little scared of TikTok because it is like I'm purely... Oh, you do. <laughs> um, it, it's it's purely video based, right? So yeah, the the photo side of photography kind of gets pushed to the side when it's like they're only showing video. So I think TikTok is a huge opportunity. Like I said, I get tons of bookings. I get shown locally to a lot of people in my area on TikTok mm. just by using hashtags that are like hashtag Michigan, and even if you pair hashtag Michigan with hashtag wedding. Think about the audience that it's pushing that to. People in Michigan who are looking at videos of weddings. And I think on TikTok too, you kind of create more of a connection than you do on Instagram. Instagram is so pretty and polished, but TikTok is 
kind of more raw and real and you know you probably more entertaining hey yeah yeah like the entertaining side of things like it's all just like more interesting in my opinion and so i think clients feel like they know me better because they follow me Mm. on tiktok like i'll get i'll get some random strangers from instagram and they you, you know they know me decently but it's the people that find me on tiktok that are like sold on my brand and like so ready to book so that's one thing another opportunity that it might be a little outdated but also i think it could work for some areas of photography is actually facebook albums and you might be like oh my gosh facebook like what but on <laughs> facebook hear me out on this one on facebook think about doing previews right so you have previews from an engagement session let's say you put those photos on a facebook album and it's on your your photography page whatever you take it a step further and you're friends with that couple on facebook so you share that album to your personal facebook and you tag that couple in the caption you say it was so great shooting brianna and josh's engagement session and you tag them so when they get tagged it pops up on their feed right it shows like brianna and josh were tagged in this post so it's almost like forcing a word of mouth referral from people mm. if that makes sense like yeah, you're good. you're putting yourself in front of an audience that you know you're forcing them to tell people about you basically so that's another thing that i don't think hardly anyone even bothers with facebook anymore but i mean you know i'm 20 however 23 years old i still go on facebook every once in a while and um i do think that's impactful cuz if i saw someone getting tagged in something i would i would be like okay if I ever need engagement photos in the future, I would definitely go back to that page and see their their photos and I don't know, look at that photographer. So that's um, funny because I would do the same. Hey, like when I think about it now, like would I do that? If one of my friends just got married and I see one of their photos, I would actually click right. on the photographer just to see. Right. Yeah. You know? And it it's almost like you you're forcing them to interact with your work and they don't realize it, mm. but it's like you're you're doing something in their brain to kind of create that brand awareness. So yeah, I think that's another cool thing that we could be doing on social media. Um, and that's just for bookings too. Like that's not even, <laughs> I don't yeah. know anything else. Hey, um, uh, here Elon Musk just bought Twitter and I hear that basically no wedding photographer or no photographer or many creatives are on Twitter. Do you think that's going to change in the future? Mm. Oh gosh. It's funny you ask me about Twitter because Twitter is the one platform that your girl does not mess around with. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I feel like the only people on Twitter <laughs> are like 40-year-old... Yeah, yeah, 40-year-old businessmen who love to talk about... I don't know. Or, or sports people too. My husband loves mm. Twitter because sports and memes and stuff. I have heard that Twitter is kind of where all humor and like memes and stuff originate. And then it kind of goes out to all of the platforms from there. So do I think that Twitter could be an Well, you know what's interesting yes. is like me and you just sort of both having the epiphany of like, there's not really any photographers on there. There's actually, yeah. I, bet you, I bet you you could stand out because there's right. people on there. For instance, if it's a your partner's on there and then they go like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this wedding photographer is amazing. And then he'd probably show you. Then you go, oh yeah, like that's cool. I'll check him out on Instagram or something. So right. there's actually an opportunity on that platform to steal attention or take attention. Right. And then also I do think now that Elon Musk has paid so much money for it, he's probably going to want to get his money back. So I reckon it's going to be a big ad revenue um, stream. So I think people will be running okay. ads on it in the future. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And it can, Twitter can be used as a means to push people to where maybe your brand is the strongest. So for me, I mm. feel like my brand is strongest on Instagram, but I use TikTok and Pinterest to bring people to my Instagram. So that's something else that Twitter could be used for. Twitter is like, you know, mostly word based. So I think personally, I would struggle with figuring out how to show mm-hmm. my photos through a word based platform, but I definitely think you could do it kind of as a means to get people in, in your funnel and in the right places, you know? Yeah. And I think like if you're good at copy, it could be good to have like small witty tweets, basically that right. entices people to want to look at the photo because they can't actually see the photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I've never thought of Twitter, but I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> well, here's another interesting one. Um, this is one that we sort of started last year, but um, LinkedIn, right? So many people go like, no, LinkedIn's for 40-year-old business people. But it actually, funny enough, it isn't because mm-hmm. I've been on there. And what it's really for is people that have just finished university that are looking for a job. And so they put their professionalism all together and basically a resume. It's pretty much what it is. And then they get on there to sort of like hunt around and see if they can find a job, right? And so no photographers on LinkedIn, but it's also working really well right now to sort of push out to new people. It doesn't sort of hold back with the algorithm and stuff. And you can stand out quite a lot. Now, here's another thing too. For myself, I'm more of a high-end wedding photographer and I usually shoot lawyers and doctors and stuff like that. And those people are actually funny enough, not that really on Instagram. Instagram's more for the hipsters and the content creators and the people that don't have as much money, right? And right. so it's like perfect to be there. But when I worked that out, I was like, oh my God, like the people I'm trying to find, those accountants, those lawyers, they all love creativity, but they can't do it themselves. And so they will pay the price to get it happening. And then, like you said, then you push them to your Instagram where you stand out the most. Right. How would you use LinkedIn as a photographer? Like, do you have an idea in mind? Yeah. I mean, different information compared to Instagram. Instagram is very much like you post a photo and it looks amazing. With LinkedIn, people love to see more like meaty blog posts. So they want, they like read something. Ooh, this is amazing. I didn't even think about this. Who's a photographer? So it is very much like more information-based opposed to like inspiration-based. Okay. Okay, cool. I honestly haven't spent enough time on LinkedIn to even know like what You're the layout out. is. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Cause I haven't looked for a job in so long, but yeah, that, that is a cool opportunity. I also think that Pinterest is like, Ooh, yeah. people don't use Pinterest as much, or maybe they do, but they don't put as much time into it. But mm. like for a wedding photographer, I like all brides ever couple, all couples ever are on Pinterest. Like the minute you get engaged, that is the first thing you do is you go on Pinterest and you make a mood board. Almost and no I, one doesn't get on Pinterest. No, for real. <laughs> like you, you have to get on. That's it's part of getting married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to. Um, and I know a girl who books solely on Pinterest, like 100% mm-hmm. all of her bookings are through Pinterest. I think part of that has to do with having really Pinterest worthy photos. Like you know, styled shoots and just really cool locations, but also using the titles on pins for like specific locations. So if you shoot at a specific venue, like use that title and say what venue it is. Because if I was getting married at so-and-so venue, first thing I would do is go into Pinterest, type my venue just to see like what photos pop up. And, you know, that's a great time to come in contact with 
a client too is right when they book their venue because the next step is probably photographer. So if you're able to slide in at that point and you know get discovered, then then they maybe they go to your Instagram or your website and they're hooked from there. So I, I think Pinterest is really cool. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think it's still underutilized. It's funny. It's kind of like, do you remember when, I don't know if you remember when like Twitter came out and everyone was like, this is a stupid app. This is never going to go anywhere. And then, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years later, well, 10 years, 10 to 15 <laughs> years later, it sells for like 44 billion. But Pinterest was kind of the same. It's like, it was so slow. And it's like, oh, some people use it. But without us even knowing under our noses, it's become this mega giant search platform. Yeah. And it's not just a Pinterest. Um, it's not just a social media. It's a search platform. And so many of us, because we, because it was such a gradual thing, we haven't even realized the power of it. And it's just sitting there. Everyone uses it. And um, I believe we, we should be using it for our business. Yeah. Yes. It's like the Google for images. Like truly. Mm. It's it really that is. powerful. And I like, I will say like, as far as like longevity of social media, and like posts and stuff, Instagram's the definitely the shortest. You know, you you make a post, it lasts for a day. You get likes, that's it. And then we have, you know, TikTok, you you might go viral, you might get, you know, a couple of weeks. Pinterest, like actual years. A pin can be mm-hmm. viral for years. I have a pin that's been viral since I started wedding photography, which was, you know, three, four years ago. And I get 50, 100 pins every single day. And I think that's like really underrated. And Mm. if you can get viral on Pinterest, like who cares about Instagram? Like utilize Pinterest. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, um, what's real interesting is this is like a, I don't know if it was made up, but it's the CEO, (laughs) apparently maybe started on Twitter, the CEO of um, Ferrari. Someone asked him once, like, why don't you advertise on TV? Like, why doesn't Ferrari ever advertise on TV? And he said, because people that drive Ferraris don't watch TV. And it's really starts like stuck with me because even like the way that you're saying you use Pinterest and different social media platforms, like I use them differently as well. And so right. not only do we all just use a different platform, we all use them differently. Now, here's one example. When I think about like advertising on social media, say Instagram uh, ads or Facebook ads, I personally have never bought something from a Facebook ad. I, ha- I just have not. But with Pinterest ads, I don't know why, but I buy stuff all the time. Really? When I get on Pinterest, yeah, when I get on Pinterest, I'm always looking for like a template or I'm looking for, you know, a guide or something. And the ads are always the things that get me in. And I know that they're good. They're not always, they're ne- never like shitty ads. They're always good ads. And then I know the product's good. And then because I've had a good experience now, I'm always looking for that. I literally go to Pinterest to look for the ads. I'm like, there it is. That's the mock-up I want, or that's the guide that I want. And so it's conditioned me to do that. And I know a lot of people use Pinterest um, for ads to, to buy from ads as well, but not many photographers ever run ads on Pinterest. Yeah, no, I've never run an ad on Pinterest before. That's a mm. great idea though. I, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I think I'm the opposite. I'm definitely more of like the Instagram shoppable person where like uh-huh. I could buy everything and anything from Instagram ads. I think for me, it's like Instagram is what I'm on the most frequently. So totally. like the, the more that I'm seeing something in my face, like I'm going to buy it. But for you, it's like Pinterest is more credible um, mm. and you trust it a little more. And so that's why you're going to Pinterest. And so it's, it really comes down to like what works well for you. If you don't sell anything from Pinterest ads, then you know maybe don't keep doing them or if you don't book anything from it. 
Yeah. And I guess like we just need to think about those things because I know a lot of people I've actually, I've only ever seen in my lifetime, like maybe five wedding photographers run Pinterest ads. And so many, and probably 99% of photographers say the market's oversaturated. But then I'm like, well, if there's only five of the 100,000 of you running a Pinterest ad, maybe it's just saturated in one place. (laughs) Right. There's opportunities everywhere. (laughs) There really are. And it's like, if people getting married are on Pinterest, like, because we already established they are like, why don't you have a bomb Pinterest profile? Like, Mm. why aren't you spending hours and hours curating your content for Pinterest rather than hope praying and hoping that the right person sees your Instagram posts, you know? Yeah. And then there's a strategy right there. I mean, I feel like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you did create an amazing profile and put a lot, like an hour per day on Pinterest, like, do you think you'd have a good chance of booking out your year's worth of work? Yeah. I think if you were able to target it for location specific areas, location, yeah. I, and I also think if you live in the middle of nowhere, that might not work for you. But if you live in San Diego or Miami or places where there's tons of people, I, I definitely think you're going to get the traffic on there. It's Pinterest mm. is so great for SEO too. Like it, you just like you get website traffic at the end of the day. Like if you don't get any bookings, at least you have good SEO and you're proving to Google that your website's cool. Hey, and also another thing is like exactly what you said, the way that you use Pinterest. If, they, if someone's going to get married, they're going to like chuck in Pinterest. They're going to put in the name of the venue. But if I travel somewhere, I always put in the name of where I'm traveling to. So let's say, for right. instance, I'm going to the Milfi Coast in Italy. And so I will open up Pinterest just to have a look to see if there's any secret spots that I've never seen before. And mm. imagine if I did that and then there was an ad that said like traveling to the Milfi Coast would you like to book in an engagement shoot? Oh, like, would you like a shoot or something? I'd probably, I'd probably click on it. But also imagine if there was guides that said like, you know, 10 best places on the Amalfi coast for your next photo shoot or something. I would probably click on that too. And then that will give me the idea that maybe while I'm going there with my wife, we need a photo shoot. So there's other ways that we can use it as well, just for more of a broader thing. Yeah. Pinterest is really good for blog posts. I find that a lot of the times if I'm looking for something on Pinterest, I get sucked into a blog post of 10 reasons you should get married at this spot or you know, there's lots and lots of blog posts on there. So if you even want to go the blog post route of like location specific educational blog posts, I think that would help a lot with establishing yourself as a credible source and someone that's experienced in the area. Even if you're not from the Malfi Coast, you know, maybe you traveled there once. And mm. you're willing to travel there again and you just know a few secrets. Like, yeah, I think the power sure. of, yeah, for real, the power of just like searchability at that point and just creating a blog post, you never know what's going to come from it. Creating content for travel locations. Like you never know who's going to see that and book with you for that. Mm. How could we use social media to better our client experience with our clients, do you think? Mm. I kind of think of social media as just like, a way, kind of like a way to just make a bunch of friends, but within those friends are potential clients. So I think client experience kind of starts relationally. When that person hits that follow button, your job is to relationally connect with them, whether that's being relatable or just, you know, giving them resources. I think that aspect of social media is huge. 
and the client experience starts before they even realize that they're your client, right? Like just kind of catering to their needs in that way. Because we just talked about this on the episode that we just recorded on my podcast. And now I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> well, you did talk about before, like making albums on Facebook and that's sort of like directly helping your clients because they can then quickly share it with their friends and family and they can sort of show off as well. Another thing I can think of is like creating social media content for our clients. So for example, and I, and I know a lot of people are not doing this, but you can create reels out of slideshows uh, that we could, without music, that we could um, hand to our clients straight after the wedding. So then they can put on some trending music and they could share it because right. these days we, we don't just have albums. Like there's so many ways that we digitally share our images. But for some reason, as as photographers, we haven't really adapted to all those ways when we deliver our images and we like to keep things old school. So I think um, there is a, a lot of ways that we could deliver images so they could readily share them on social media and they're already the right crop, already the right editing, already the right placement or with um, some instructions and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, like I use PicTime to deliver my photos and they have like the social media download option. So it's like the web size photos. And it's just, it's something as simple as that where it's, or the step further, making sure that whatever you deliver your photos on is easy to access on your phone so then there's mm. more incentive to go and share it on social media. So if I can't even access my photos on my phone, heck no, I'm not, I'm not posting those. Like I can't even get them to my phone. Like what am I going to do? Like airdrop them from my laptop? Like, no. So I think just, just <laughs> having them accessible in the first place is huge. Something else that I kind of just thought of was DMing people. But when it comes to client experience, like I was saying, like relationships are huge. And just going out of your way to like follow back the people who are potential clients or are your clients. I know I know that sounds very simple, but it can be easy to kind of disconnect yourself from your clients on social media. But I think when you're like tagging them on their wedding day and like, you know, DMing them and replying to their stories and just letting them know that you're a person and you're invested in their journey because you know at the end of the day you're capturing their wedding, which is a huge part of their relationship. So you're invested in them as a person. Yeah, I think it can be as simple as just replying to a few stories of theirs. And that can totally improve client experience. I also think... um, And one thing that I do is I actually invite my clients into my DMs. So like even when they like book me and stuff, I always say like, hey, here's a link to my Instagram. If you just want to keep up to date or if you want to chat to me in my DMs at any time about anything... And just send me a DM. So um, I'm always like, I've got so many DMs going on, but I always just like, you know, having a chat with my clients and um, they they feel like that, you know, like I think one of the most important things is with social media is like, you can't make yourself feel and look better than everybody else. Because if you're better and you're like Insta famous and and everything, it's going to be a different client experience opposed to, Hey, you're popular. And it's because you care and it's because you, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're reachable to your clients. I think it's going to create a completely different client experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to, you can't be untouchable. Cause it's like, that's not relatable. Like that's not what people want. Cause at the end of the day, you're photographing their wedding. Like you're with them for eight hours, 10 hours a day, like on, on the most important day of their life. So I think, yeah, kind of being real with social media, that's, Mm. that's definitely huge. And, you know, intentionally like being open to your DMs, intentionally tagging them and something else that is kind of one of my pet peeves. I don't know if this is on topic, but when photographers share their previews 
on their social media before giving them to their clients. This has actually happened to me twice as a client. And it's it's a huge thing because as the client, I feel like you care more about your social media and that aspect of it and not even sending Yeah. You're not even Mm. giving them to me. And you know, I've had to go and you feel that's when you feel like you have to screenshot them because it's like, I don't have them and I see them online. So just taking the step and prioritizing your client before trying to like go Insta famous with their photos is huge. And that's just (laughs) kind of like, just like a little bit of beef that I have. (laughs) You know, a lot of it's funny because a lot of, um, client experience comes down to common sense. And so something something like that to me is like, well, that, it, that is common sense. But like, as we all know, common sense isn't common, common practice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that one. Um, how long have you been on TikTok for? Oh, that's a good question. I started posting consistently. Mm-hmm. I think it was around August of 2020. I joined wow. probably, I did a little bit of observation, like an observation period, which was probably I'm still like, in that period. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forever in the observation period. Yeah, yeah. I did probably th- three months of just observing and being just a user before I started creating. Mm-hmm. Have you got lots of followers on there now? I have a hundred and th- about 130,000. So yeah, I mean, TikTok is easier to grow. I've definitely yeah. noticed like people with Instagram have a harder time growing than TikTok. I almost feel like there's just a more of a carefree attitude on TikTok. Like mm. I just so easily hit the follow button. Maybe it's because your feed is not consist doesn't consist of the people that you follow, but rather it's a bunch of strangers and you can choose to see, mm. you know, the people that you That's follow. Cool. So it's yeah, easier yeah. to hit the follow button. But I think having a cool TikTok presence it's just different. You know, like Mm. I feel like when people find me on TikTok, like those are the cool clients. Like I'm like, yes, like you are my people. Yeah. I love that. Like, you know, we, it's kind of like you were saying is it's like the type of client that's coming from TikTok compared to like LinkedIn, LinkedIn Mm. may not be the cool clients that you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like it's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, you got to know, you got to know the clients that you're trying to attract and then be on that platform. And um, what I love about all the social media platforms is they're actually all completely different. So for instance, like if you're really good and strong at writing, you could be on Twitter or you could be on LinkedIn and write some big stuff. If you're really good at making videos and like TikTok is an amazing platform to be doing stuff like that. And so is YouTube Mm -hmm. shorts and stuff like that. Like I know people that have grown the whole business just on YouTube shorts, you know, and it's the same thing. They grow heaps of followers real quick because no one's on there doing anything on those things. So yeah, you just need to know like what superpower do you have and what's going to make you happy so you're not fighting the algorithm and fighting your content and that you can consistently keep creating for. Yeah. And you you can't try to be someone that you're not either. Like if you're on TikTok and you're not good, like you're just not as comfortable creating videos, it's going to be obvious. Mm. So yeah, you do kind of have to figure out what what you're good at, but also what types of weddings are you trying to attract? Because we we literally could talk about each social media platform and typically what type of weddings you book from each of them. Because TikTok is going to be like those cool, trendy weddings. Something like LinkedIn or even like, you know, word of mouth. That's <laughs> going to be those high, those higher end, the higher budget weddings, like the luxury weddings. Instagram, yeah. you you probably are a little bit more of that cool, Mid-range. trendy, but also you might... 
you might get some budget weddings there too. So um, I think there's a different audience on each platform. And specifically with TikTok, you have to be careful because there's a lot of young people. Um, and not saying that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but most of the time, 16-year-olds are not paying your bills. So that that's something to consider. Like, <laughs> are, like well, are you marketing to the audience? Well, one interesting thing is like maybe if we are on t- um, Twitter and, and LinkedIn, it's like older people, but then they've already been married and their friends have already been married and they're not mm. going to get any younger. But like if someone's 16 to 18 to 20, they follow you. Like, I don't know if you've been on social media for a long time, but like I've got people that have followed me on Instagram since 2013 oh, wow. and they book me now and go like, Jai, I remember when I followed you when I was in high school and now I'd like you to shoot my wedding. And I'm like, wow, like, it's amazing that like people do grow with you. I've actually got followers from my blog that I used to have on WordPress before I was even a photographer. And then they found oh, wow. me on Instagram, you know, and I know other people that have um, people from Flickr and stuff like that. And then they joined oh, Instagram. Now they're on TikTok. And so yeah. like, yeah, we forget sometimes that these are real people and they're following us around the internet for a long time for real relationships. Right. Yeah. And that just shows how much of an impact your content has. I know a lot of the times you can feel like, you're posting and talking to nobody. Like your mm. posts go out and you feel like no one's listening. But like that's me you, every day. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> even if you have 330 followers, what you're saying is reaching at least one potential client. And that that's that's the most important thing about social media. You don't need to be talking to the masses. Like you just need no. to be talking to the one but yeah, the one person that you know, could book you down the road. So do you think too many people do that and talk to too many people? Hmm. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I think photographers feel more comfortable talking to photographers on social media. Mm, and if you're trying clients. to, right. If you're trying to grow a business out of photographers, great. Like that's a great thing to do. But yeah, I, I think photographers aren't always the the target audience, you know, like, Mm. Yeah, you kind of do have to target those one specific, the one specific people, or like the the one couple that you know needs to hear what you have to say. Mm. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. I think, I think sometimes we like even in a single post we talk to too many people and we say things like, um, "Hey guys," and then we forget that it's not like a whole ten people standing there looking at the same phone, and mm-hmm. everyone is always by themselves, even if they're sitting with someone else looking at their own phone. So when we're talking to people to make it more personable. You can just talk to one person and one person sitting there and they're watching and they're ready to interact with you. Yeah. I actually find that some of the TikToks that intrigue me the most are the ones that start with, if you are this mm. person, if, if, if you're struggling with posting TikTok content, this video is for you. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it feels like it's it's made for you, even though, you know, they're making the video for, I don't know how many people, it, it feels like they're targeting you with that first sentence. So that's the one thing with TikTok. I feel, well, and reels too, but I just feel like that intro always hits me hard. Like when it's targeted at me and they're not even trying, they don't even know that they're doing it, but like, you know, it, it's hitting yeah, but it, right it, like, in the it hits heart. you differently, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. I heard one the other day and it was like, if you've gone for, for a walk in the morning to what, listen to a podcast and I was like, going for a walk to listen to podcasts. I'm like, oh man, that's a, literally me. Sweet. Like, right. yeah. 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 You kind of have to just know like what, what's your audience into and like, what are they struggling with? It's almost like hitting pain points. 
Um, you know, if you're planning a wedding and you have no idea what to do after you book your venue, like here's what you should do. Um, it is specific. You know, you're targeting wedding mm. clients, but you know, there are people that need to hear that. And even if it doesn't get 50,000 views, it gets 200. Like that, I guarantee that video hit one person that's like, wow, that was really helpful. I think that's the thing. We try and go for the masses to go viral and we forget that we only need to go in front of, in front of like one to five people. But I'm going back to this person I found on social media the other day. Like when, sometimes when someone niches themselves so much more, the more niche or niche that you get, <laughs> the more that you're valuable and people are willing to pay more and they're willing to pay attention because you're the person to solve their problem. And I prove this all the time. Like for instance, I got a business coach for wedding photographers, but I've also coached a lot of people. I've, I've coached seven figure earners on like, you know, helping them build their courses. I've, I've coached electricians, I've coached cafe owners. But when I talk to anyone, for instance, I talk to my sister, she's an organic farmer. And I'm like, Hey, would you pay me um, $10,000 to let me coach your business and I can guarantee I can double the money within a month. And she was like, no, nah, that sounds expensive. I'm like, what about a thousand? Like, oh yeah, I'll think about it. What about 500? Yeah. Like that sounds about right. Like, I don't know. Okay. What about this? What if I find you an organic farmer business coach that just works with organic farmers? Would you pay them $10,000? Yeah, I absolutely would. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you yeah. wouldn't pay me that, right? And so we think about that all the time. Like I would be teaching the same thing. Like I said this to you before, business is business, right? And I've done so many, I've got so many businesses. And um, what we want though, is we want this specific person that understands our specific needs and solves the problems that we have. And we would pay dramatically more for that person and for those needs to be met by someone because then we don't have to sort of educate them on what we're trying to do or what our vision is or, uh, or, or whatever it is. So with social media, like you're saying, instead of just talking to everyone or trying to attract more photographers or trying to attract like whatever it is, like if you do say stuff like, Hey, if you are in the midst of planning your wedding and you're struggling right now because you're feeling overwhelmed, we're working full time and, and organizing a, a massive event in your life. I've put together a guide for you. You know, and then that's something so niche, but someone will pay more for you because like this person fully understands me. I have a full-time job and it is frustrating that I don't have enough money to to hire a wedding planner. I'm doing it all on my own. It feels like my partner's barely even helping me, but this person understands me. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. And I think when it comes to social media content, there's different categories and there's different purposes for each type of content. So what I like to do is I like to create content for the people that already follow me. So basically Mm -hmm. what you were saying, like creating a guide for someone and solving their problems and helping them in that way. But then I like to create content that I know is going to reach a bunch of people who don't follow me because in order for them to get on my page and to see the helpful content, they have to find my content to begin with. So I like to create like intro videos or like trend videos where I'm not providing really any value, but I'm just saying, Hey, here's what I do. I'm showing you what I do through a trend. Um, so, you know, reels is a really great way to reach people Mm. who don't follow you, but then your feed posts, your carousel posts, those are going to be the posts that, um, reach the people that do follow you. So you kind of have to like have these different hats within social media of like, okay, 
who's this content for? People that follow me. I want to make sure I'm solving their problems. But then on reels and, you know, I don't know, maybe you do it for feed post too, but most of the time it's going to be reels are going to reach people who don't follow you. So you want to kind of introduce yourself in that way and then bring them to the helpful content, which will lead to booking. Does that? Yeah. Bring them in. Like, exactly. It's like what I was saying before. It's like meeting your clients are where they're at. If they don't know who you are, then we need to have an introduction. Right. Exactly. Yes. You just have to create a really (laughs) cringy reel for it to happen, but it'll happen. It'll be me dancing like, hi, my name's Josh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a coach. You can send me a DM if you want. Oh, Hey, I I think it would work. You should try it. (laughs) It actually would work. That's the funny thing is the funny (laughs) thing is, and and everyone relates to this, you know, what works, you just not doing it. And it's true. Why do we stop ourselves from doing things that we know that we should be doing? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you got an answer for me? (laughs) No, I don't. That's how a lot of photographers feel about reels. I mean, you know, when reels first came out, how everyone was so just like upset about it. I mean, I was a little upset about it. Everyone was angry. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like this whole uprise of like, we're going against Instagram, but you know, you kind of have to adapt. Like your business has to be adaptable and you need to meet clients where they're at and figure out how to reach them. And if Instagram Mm. is telling you the only way you're going to reach new people is through reels then you better ditch your old strategy and get your ring light out and start filming some reels. Like that's what you got to do. You got to do it. And a lot of people don't realize like technology moves so quickly. And um, the only consistent thing that we have is change. Like consistently, everything always changes and we got to know that. So when you become rigid in business, business, man, you lose. And we know this like human beings, they haven't survived because they're the smartest and they haven't survived because they're the strongest they survive because they're able to adapt. And that's why humans are one of the only life forms that are like on every corner of the world and they can survive, you know, and as in business is the same thing. It's not how smart you are or popular, whatever it is. It's how much you can adapt and grow with how everything's changing around us. Business, it's always going to flow and it's always going to change. There's going to be a new platform next year. There's going to be a new strategy and there's going to be something that you have to do. (laughs) Yeah. You know, a great example of that, which this is going to be stupid, but it's actually um, the Scrub Daddy TikTok account. I don't know if you've ever... If you've ever dabbled in Scrub Daddy TikTok, but Scrub Daddy is... It's a cleaning sponge. It's literally a soap sponge. But they are so funny on TikTok. Like They just... I don't know what it is about their content, but their content creator needs a raise. It's just That's awesome. the way that... Right. And you know, a, a sponge could so easily stay like, oh, I'm just going to be in grocery stores and that's going to kind of be my marketing. But they take it a step further and they're on TikTok. They're just having fun with it and they're willing to change. And I guarantee you like their sales are through the roof this year. Like it just... I want to scrub daddy because I just see them on TikTok all the time, you know? So you really do have to be willing to adapt and change because... Yeah, that's just you Everything never know changes. what's going to be the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a, actually a company in Australia that's won a whole bunch of marketing awards called Koala. They, they're Koala Beds, and okay. they do like really funny campaigns. And they do things like they'll tweet something really random, but then they that random tweet they will get it blown up, printed onto a giant billboard over the city, so everyone's looking at the tweet. And it'll be like little things like that. And and then like their stuff like goes viral, but it's always like the most bizarre, like, whoa, what are these people doing? But they use (laughs) social media and then old school together. And it's just so brilliant. Right. Yeah. So, so brilliant. And their beds. For real. Yeah. Like like who cares? It's not anything fancy. There's a million other beds. It's just the way that they're 
portraying it and the way that they're marketing it, it makes you want to buy it, you know? Exactly. Hey, um, I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to go get a coffee. Where can we come and find you to learn more about you? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Cassidy Lynn and Lynn is with an E at the end. You can find me on TikTok if you really want to. Cassidy Lynn photo. Yeah. And then my podcast is Oshu every Monday putting out episodes. So that is it. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and um, spending some time with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me.